I have really enjoyed coming back to things that I encountered when I was young and uh, sometimes my response changes, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes I feel like, oh, this play is frozen in amber and really hasn't developed very much. And other times I look back on, I, I reread a play and I think, oh, this play is really about things that I didn't realize they were about when, uh, when I first read them. The heart of any university is in its books, and the Boston College English Department is setting out to discover what books mean to its faculty and grad students in the digital age. You're on soundingsbc.com, and this is From the Bookshelf. I discovered drama very early, and uh, I've always been fascinated by it. It's uh, seemed to me that drama is not quite the real world, but a world adjacent to the real world, almost like a secret cabinet that you can open in a wall that will take you somewhere else. That's Andrew Sofer. Last week, he sat down with Josh to talk about theater, Beckett, and what it means to read different kinds of literature. So for me, reading plays and going to see plays and acting in plays, it was like a spell that was created for the audience that I didn't want to break. I have on my shelf a whole lot of books about drama and about theater. And then I also have alphabetized by author, I think, probably 100 or 200 plays just sitting here, maybe not quite that many, some of which I've had for decades. Um, some of them, I think, are even plays I've had since childhood. So, uh, and occasionally I do just take them off the stage and reread them uh, and see how my experience of reading the play has changed since I first read it, maybe even 20, 30 years ago. I think a good play gives you something new each time you read it. That's especially true for me of my favorite play, which is Waiting for Godot by Samuel Beckett, which I first discovered when I was about 16 at boarding school. And uh, it's probably an exaggeration to say that play changed my life, but I'd never read anything like it. And I remember exactly where I was when I read it for the first time. It's a play I read but didn't see. I was sitting in the orchard of my boarding school on a summer's day. And I think it probably had been assigned for a class because I don't think it's the kind of play I just would have found on my own. I'm not sure. And I just sat there and I read it cover to cover. And it's a play about two tramps in the middle of nowhere trying to pass the time, desperate to find something to do, but they're trapped on stage and can't leave or don't want to leave. Uh, and there's nothing on stage except a tree and a mound or a stone. And I read it and I thought, I don't understand this at all, but it's amazing. It had this odd quality of being absolutely incomprehensible, but at the same time, theatrically absolutely clear and in focus. And I think that really just took me aback. I didn't know that you could do that, that you could create a work of art that was at the same time incomprehensible, but also just seemed absolutely perfect and that you couldn't take out or add any element without destroying the fabric of the whole. Things in Beckett novels and plays don't seem to observe the laws of everyday life. Something else is going on. Uh, things are very strange in this world, but they happen to a, they happen according to a weird sort of logic that makes sense from the inside out. So, uh, 
we spent a lot of time immersing ourselves in Beckett's world and thinking a lot about Beckett himself and his own life and what might have drawn him to these characters who seem so far removed from the world of everyday life. Often they're impaired in some way, they're disabled, they're unable to function, they're unable to take part in uh, everyday activities. Most of them don't have a job, they don't have a lot of memory, they can't give accounts of themselves, they don't know where they're from, they can be lost or on their way somewhere else. Often they're on some crazy quest and they don't even know why they're doing that. So it's a world that's very marked by the dislocations of the mid-20th century, I think, and especially by the Second World War. So part of it is understanding Beckett writing in the context of a Europe that's really been shaken to the core in terms of its faith and sense of itself and sense of what it's about and what it's doing. In terms of reading for pleasure, I do find myself reading a lot of poetry and not just contemporary poetry, but poetry from as many eras and as many countries as I can find. Um, life is so hectic and demanding, but poetry seems like a space for contemplation, relaxation, spaciousness, reflection, meditation that I for one need in order to ground me and I also feel like poetry is a very it's written to a very human scale poetry is really about those aspects of just human life daily life falling in love falling out of love you know losing your socks whatever you can make a poem about anything but I find poetry's human scale very comforting. Poetry tends not to make me feel small, unless I'm reading an epic poem or something like that. But um, I, think, I think I go to drama when I'm trying to figure out human relationships and how humans, the puzzling ways in which humans behave when they're in a, a group. And I go to poetry to think about how the human being relates to his or her own experience. I hope theatre will always be a special place where a group of people can gather and have a unique experience that has to do with heightened language and has to do with heightened emotion and has to do with heightened passion. I hope that there'll always be a place for that and that um, students can find their way to the drama that, that, that meets their needs and that most, most excites them. From the Bookshelf is a production of the Boston College English Department. Special thanks to Andrew Sofer and Joe Nugent, as well as Josh Artman for recording the interview. My name's Peter. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>